welcome to Blood, Sweat, and Teal. I'm C. I'm Kyle. And this episode is dedicated to Ryan Carpenter. May he rest in peace. He's not dead. He just has to play hockey in Vegas. It's pretty much like a... Well, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a death sentence next year when they're horrible. But... <laughs> yeah. He was too beautiful for the Bay Area. Death might be kinder. <laughs> uh, 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 you know who else is really sad? Barkley Goodrow. Oh, yeah. He, like, his tweet made me so sad. It was like it was like eight words, and it was basically like, See you later, buddy. Vegas got a good one, sad face. Yeah. <laughs> it was so depressing. Yeah. I'm surprised Logan Couture hasn't said anything yet. At the Wait, time are they tight? Up. I don't know, but I just, like, he's one of those that every time someone leaves the organization, he's, like, the most emotional. He also, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but he plays, like, garbage the game after, like, a trade or someone leaves, like, on waivers or whatever. Like, every single time. The game after Matt Nieto was gone, he played, like, shit. So, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna assume that, uh, the next game, uh, Logan Couture is not gonna show up. <laughs> that, that, that would be bad, because he's the only good player on the team. <laughs> he's literally the only one scoring right now, and he's gonna be wet garbage. That's just... It's gonna happen. No. Uh, oh. He's too <laughs> poor. He's poor. Poor Logan. He's just he's just an emotional guy. He just he's has sensitive. a lot of feelings. You know. Yeah, he's 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 from Guelph. So uh, there's no joke there. Guelph sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's he's just. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he wasn't friends with him because uh, I'm pretty sure Carpenter and Goodrow played like I'm not making this up. 118 games together on the same line at the with the Barracuda. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's, like, an incredible amount of games together on the same line. Right. It makes you wonder why Pete DeBoer didn't say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. But, no, he didn't say, hey, why, does, why don't I just put these two guys together and see if their chemistry can carry over to the NHL? Um, right. He did not. Uh, he decided to play Ryan Carpenter for, like, five minutes a game and then be like, well, that wasn't good enough. Sit down for three. Yeah, he averaged, like, 10 or 11 minutes a game. Something. I just looked at it today because I wrote up the piece on him getting claimed but yeah he, he just was underutilized he surprised everyone at first just because i don't think anyone thought he was a player that was really gonna make the leap he was kind of older um he played one game when he was 24 one or last year he was 25 and played oh geez uh i don't know off the top of my head he played like 16 games this year he's got 28 total so Whatever the math is on that. Um, <laughs> so, 11 last year. 11 last year? Okay, yeah. So, not a whole lot, but he, like, it surprised everyone. He was literally like, oh, hey, he's kind of good. I mean, we should we should temper the, 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 the good and stuff like that. He's a serviceable fourth liner. You said he nobody thought he would make the leap. He didn't really make the leap. That's why he's on waivers. Well, but at yeah. the same time, I feel, at the same time, I feel like they misused him and they didn't really see what he had. In him, like we never got, we never got an extended Ryan Carpenter look. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Ryan Carpenter was kind of overlooked for a long time. It would have been interesting just to alternate timeline where he got called up when he was younger, and just what could have happened if he would have been playing against um, better competition when he was younger, and what what that could have been like. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case, and I think with him being a little older, that stifled his his chances. Unfortunately. That, that's a good point. It also speaks to the fact that San Jose has this reputation for mishandling prospects, but yeah, who am I to say? <laughs> Miracle Mueller. Um, yeah. I, it, it also, it also, he became expendable too because Barkley Goodrow finally played like the prospect they wanted him to play like. I think coming into the season, it could have easily gone the other way where Ryan Carpenter played pretty well and Barkley Goodrow carried on the same path and then they were like, well, see you later, Barkley. And I think that's what they expected to happen, too. I think so, too. I had this sneaky suspicion that they were done with Barkley Goodrow. Yeah, going into the season, I thought that Goodrow was going to be... Because they had, you know, this kind of overload of players that they couldn't send down anymore, which is why it took so long before we saw O'Regan or... Um, and why we Tim saw LeBank sent down and, yeah... Because we had all these players that, hey, we can't send down now because they're no longer um, waivers exempt. And I, my bet was on Goudreau being the first one to either request a trade or get sent through waivers. So <laughs> if, if, if Goudreau would have asked, requested a trade, Doug Wilson would have been like, get out of my office. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're not nearly good enough or important enough to request a trade. I'll do what I want with you. <laughs> I just he's been he's surprised me this year, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I remember if you go back and listen to some of our first podcasts, which are much much less fun. Yeah, don't uh, do that. <laughs> don't do that. Just don't. Just download it. Get us the get us just those downloads. Just start on like episode six, and you'll be fine. I I say three, but whatever. If you want to start in the middle, it's fine. Um, <laughs> if you go back and listen, I I boldly proclaim that I'm not a Barkley Goodrow guy. I didn't think he had really anything to give. I thought he was like a perfectly fine call up guy. Throw him in for a game, whatever. He wasn't that good, but he's he's actually been very good as the fourth line guy. He can kind of move up a little bit uh, in in a pinch, uh, but he's been very good as the fourth line guy, and I can't I can't knock the hustle. Uh, yeah. he, he's been he is what he is, and if he's he's going to be a good fourth line player, then I'd rather have a good fourth line player than not. So good for him for stepping up and um, uh, in WWE they say grabbing the brass ring, and he done grabbed it. So good for him. See you later, Ryan Carpenter. But. <laughs> That's yeah. the world we live in. Gaudreau, I think the switch to center actually has helped him. And it's weird because he hadn't played center for so long, like since it, juniors or something. Like, it had been forever since he's played center. And, um, like, uh, you know, with forwards or whatever, you you don't expect that that big of a difference between those positions. Most centers can play wing without it being a difficult thing. But I think switching from wing to center is kind of Way different. harder. Yeah, and... Um, for him to to do that and it, to be good at center is really impressive to me. Yeah, and it helps that he's playing against other fourth line plugs at yes. center. So it's yeah. not like he's chasing around John Tavares um, right. or uh, Steven Stamkos or whatever. He, he's he's chasing around bottom of the roster guys. But hey, if he's going to chase around bottom roster of the guys and be better than them, perfect. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so he's been great, and now he's on IR, so. <laughs> he Oh, man. <laughs> he, might, he might be one of these guys that's just, like, perpetually hurt. Stop. <laughs> we said the word. We didn't say it, but I've said it before about Logan Couture and uh, not. But Logan Couture's injuries year, though so. are less like I'm made of glass and more like I took a random puck to the face by accident and broke my face. Yeah. Or like I blocked a shot and shattered my ankle. So it's like less. I feel like Logan Couture is less injury prone, as in just like he's a band aid, and more like he's had some unlucky situations. Um, speaking That's of injury fair. prone, Jonas Donsko is coming off IR. Yes, I'm so excited. My boy is coming back. The the yes. Don father, he's oh. back. Which that it, to make this come this full circle, the reason Carpenter got put on IR is because Donsko is coming back and they needed the room. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. yeah, like there's no yeah for sure. I'm excited about Donsko being back. Definitely, we need him. Yeah, he was the second best player outside of Logan <laughs> Couture. Yeah, I mean. I think the the Sharks need offense talks have died down a little bit. I don't think that those problems have gone away necessarily, but obviously adding in Jonas Donskoy is only going to make the team better offensively. Yeah, he's been so good this year. Yeah. So speaking of the Sharks getting a little better offensively, <laughs> I guess we can just dive into the, the recaps here because your bold prediction almost came true. They scored 13 goals this week. Yeah, That's so if you if you if you go, yeah, it is a lot. Um, my bold prediction I put on the spicy meter like four wasabi balls out of five. It was pretty spicy. I didn't think it was actually going to come true, but I was kind of hoping that they would bust out of the slump. So they're getting shelled by Minnesota and come back and win with five goals. I was like, okay, whatever. Then they pump Ottawa, which they should, but they put in five more, and I was like, this is really in play. And then they came back again and scored three. And I was hoping that I was hoping they would do the thing where they get, they got down, they scored three, they would put in that random extra goal like four three with like five minutes left, and then the uh, the Wild were whoever Carolina whoever would pull their goalie. <laughs> whatever, whatever. You People know what I'm teams, talking about. But... Our fans are our fans are smart. In game three, they would they would score that fourth goal, go up four three, and then they pull their goalie and they'd get a cheap empty netter to make my dreams come true. It didn't happen though. Yeah. But yeah, I was super pumped that it almost happened. I felt smart. Yeah, when, because uh, the first game was against the Canes and they scored five goals, because um, it was 4 4, and then they scored the fifth goal in overtime. I, yeah, that game was just nuts. And, like, they came from behind from what, three goals? They were down, like, yeah. Three, three, three to one. They were nothing. down three nothing. Or, I think they were down three nothing, scored, um, then put in another. Or they, the other team scored another to make it 4-1, and then they came back. So Yeah. Um, so those but five the problem with that game is that they played like shit. Yeah. Uh, they didn't deserve to win that. Like, we all acknowledge that, right? That that was not 
a game the Sharks should have won. No, I, I was texting you off the hook that night, and it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> like... um, some, some highlights from these texts. Hold on, let me make sure that I'm on the right game. Um, don't swear. I'm not... I don't this is, this is we... family friendly. Oh yeah, you did this swear is... in these. I did not swear, <laughs> but... Uh, you said Sharks just scored a shorty, and I said Melker Carlson shorthanded goal. This is what our offense has come to. <laughs> um. <laughs> to be fair, that was that was also the first goal that they scored, so it was three nothing, and they scored that goal ten minutes into the second period. So I was just like, whatever. Here we are. It was a good observation. <laughs> Although you you said the the goal was all Tierney, so you know. Yeah, you Tierney know. did like the. It was like a two on like. He blocked the pass or whatever, like at the ball, at the ball, at the boards, and kind of broke out. And it was a two-on-one, and he waited, 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 and sent over the perfect pass to uh, Carlson. Carlson just had to not screw it up, so it was it was all Cobra. Um, Carlson just was the recipient of his good handiwork. You said, "OMG, Paul Martin is effing horrendous, and Burns is worse," which that's not what you want to hear about your top D pairing. Um. Yeah. So to to. Uh, parse that text paul martin looking pretty old and rusty as <laughs> yeah. we as we suspected brent burns looks like he's old and rusty <laughs> yeah we can we'll riff on the paul martin thing a little bit because he is is no longer a shark an ahl legend <laughs> he's joining the paul likes of martin. wade redden <laughs> illustrious NHL demon. So he went straight from University of Minnesota to uh, to the NHL. He has never played a day in the AHL and he is 36 years old. <laughs> oh, poor Paul. Like, we rip on Paul, but he's been good. He was, he was good for a long time. Yes. It's just the Sharks have him at the point where he's not good anymore. Right, exactly. Uh, People age. It happens. Like that's Yeah, just... Father Time is undefeated. Yeah. I didn't know if people knew that, but he is. So yeah, that's just crazy to me. He's never played a day in the AHL and now he, he's getting sent down. Um to <laughs> Oh, he's there just... already. Well, yes, he's already he he's already there. Um to clarify for anyone who doesn't know how, how this process works, because everyone is at a different point in their um, knowledge of hockey, if a player is sent down on a conditioning stint the player has to either agree to it or request it. So either Sharks management went to him and said, hey, how do you feel about playing in the AHL? Or he went to the Sharks management and said, hey, I don't want to do this <laughs> after he, that game. <laughs> he, he, uh, if, if you read um, like his statements and stuff in his interviews, it seemed like he, they had mentioned that they had talked about a conditioning stint like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, or like two months ago, originally when he was rumored to be coming back, and he felt it wasn't right at that time. And then he kind of, he kind of, he kind of gives hint to the fact that it was maybe it was him because he keeps saying that we made this decision and stuff like that to maybe a conditioning since the right time right now. So it seemed like it wasn't like a oh god we need to get you out of the lineup, but it more was a hey we need to get you conditioned, and it also works in the Sharks' favor that he's out of the lineup. Yeah, I think. They've been in communication with Paul Martin nonstop through this whole thing, and I think. Well, yeah, because he has to fake his injury for an extra like month. <laughs> yeah, so I, <laughs> it's just one of those things where daily check in, and they're like, "Hey, so that game didn't go great," and he's like, "Probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did not." <laughs> <laughs> Paul Martin's not stupid. He knows. And they're like, "Let's revisit the conditioning thing," and so the player has to agree to it. He doesn't have to pay, pass through waivers because it's a limited amount of time in the AHL. So he gets up to two weeks, and that is it. Yeah, and it's basically in place so that guys, when they come back from injury, aren't thrown into an NHL. It's basically to help. It's two-pronged. The reason they put this rule in is, A, it lets the team protect their assets and stuff like that to make sure that they're not just getting destroyed and the team is not going to just be absolute garbage, and B, it helps the player get better and get conditioned because it, there is a big adjustment from sitting on the couch and rehabbing an injury to going to an NHL game. So um, it, another notable example recently was Jacob Chitrin uh, yes. from the Coyotes. After he came back from devastating knee injury this year, he played for a week uh, in the AHL just to get his game speed back up. Uh, and then he got called back up to the, to the main roster, which yeah, is basically so- an AHL team. So it doesn't really matter. Aww. The one that I always think of is Jonathan Druin. 
but that's because he got sent down for conditioning and he was he was waivers exempt anyway so they just never called him back up and then it was a whole drama yeah he said up yours steve (laughs) yeah so that's what i always think of that's why i think i know this whole waivers exempt conditioning stuff so well is because of the the jonathan druin drama the never-ending Jonathan Druin drama. So yeah, uh, AHL legend, Paul Martin. Do you think he scores? Or do you think he gets a goal, uh, an assist or something? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so who's going to be his defense pairing? So there's like, I know Julius Honka. Or not Julius Honka, that's the crappy Stars defenseman yeah. who's never going to make it in the NHL. Uh, sorry about your luck, Dallas. <laughs> he's literally um, playing in the NHL right now, but okay. He's terrible. He's awful. Bergman. Julius Bergman, various Juliuses. Um, Julia. Julius Bergman seems to. Ju- Julia, yes, Julia. Um, they're all related to Dr. Uh, Julius Irving. Man, there's a lot of famous Juliuses. Julia, uh, Dr. Hibbert on The Simpsons is Julius Hibbert. Man, Julius is the name that. Julius is a name that you just never hear anymore. Okay, but my point was that Bergman uh, got scratched, it seems, so he's never going to make the NHL, which would leave uh, Middleton, DeSimone, Waugh. My boy D. Simone. <laughs> Paul Martin, Mr. Prime Minister. Oh, man, I hope they put him with Jeremy Watt, and Jeremy Watt just is like, what are you doing? And just skate circles around him. Um, let's look. Let's see who is on the game sheet tonight. Okay, so... Ooh, is there a game going on as we as we speak? Yes. Um, there's... Against, against who? Fifth, uh, I don't know. I just got out of it, and now I'm going to make... I'm going to guess again. San Diego Gulls. No, it's uh, Tucson. Uh, yeah, so D, we've got uh, Radim Sumek. No. Kevin Fitzgerald. Uh, Bergman Brodzinski. Oh. D. Simone. Paul Martin. And Wah and Middleton. Wait, they carry eight defensemen in the AHL? Well, I'm assuming that Paul Martin is just there. But also, uh, lower leagues, I mean, they tend to have more people on their roster like huh you know what i mean weird so who did it say he was paired with or was you it just reading off say, the list this is just the game sheet um yeah, so... gotcha because i thought i thought i saw today that bergman was going to be cut because then there was a mini discussion about bergman just not cutting it uh and not going to make the nhl oh i don't know they also have players on here that are marked inactive so like kevin lebank's still on there yokum ryan is on there but they're all marked <laughs> inactive so like their their roster can I think because they're like a transition between the leagues they um, can have more players. They can on do weird roster like rules. All right, yeah. AHL experts Kyle and C. Yeah, we're really good at this. We're just making it up. Uh, it just makes sense. Um, <laughs> He's actually know, if I, he plays with Middleton or Waugh or D Simone, that's actually not that bad because they're 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 pretty good. I like all three of those guys. Yeah, but like I don't know, there aren't a lot of like offensive defenseman and that's something that in this system that they like to do is pair like shut down Jeremy Waugh with another shut down defenseman but Paul Martin is oh. not a shut down defenseman really well he's not an offensive defenseman no he's I think there's a difference between like a shut down defenseman and a stay at home defenseman like I think those are yeah, different yeah they generally they uh, not uh so all shut down defensemen are stay at home defensemen, but not all stay at home defensemen are shut down defensemen. Yes, exactly. So there he's you go. he's like a stay at home defenseman, but he is not a shut down defenseman. <laughs> he stays he stays at home because he's old, and we took the car keys away from him. He can't drive anymore. <laughs> yeah. So what it seems like in DeBoer's system that they do is, or in the Shark system in general, because they kind of have the similar coaching now that yeah. they're in the same building, um, is. You pair an offensive defenseman with a stay-at-home defenseman, and then you pair a shutdown defenseman with a shutdown defenseman. Yes. That's why you get Vlasic Braun, um, and that's why you get Burns, Martin, Burns, Ryan, Burns. Well, you get Burns, D- Burns, Dylan. And that's why things like Braun, Dylan don't work. Yeah, it's just it's mostly the system, because I think Braun, Dylan could work in a vacuum, but... Uh, it's the system that they play, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. So he's a stay-at-home guy. He'd probably play with, like, maybe Radix Simonek. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about we're these guys at, other than I Jeremy mean, Waugh's the best. We don't know who got cut tonight or is scratched tonight, so, like, we're just making this up. We're, we're, we're speculating on a game that is actually happening right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it was Julius Bergman. Like, I'm fairly certain, because I was reading that today at work. Shout out to my job for not challenging me. But I'm pretty sure it was Julius Bergman, yeah. Which would make sense that he goes. I, I bet you. I bet you Paul Martin plays like 15 minutes 
gets his legs under him, and then the next game, because he's supposed to play two down there. The next one he'll play, like, 20 just to get him, like, a real good run, and then they'll take it from there. Yeah. I'm looking to see if maybe um, Zach Devine has any information. Yeah, well, I was looking to see who he's playing with. (laughs) If he knows who he's playing with, anyway. But, nope. He he doesn't have any updates on Paul Martin. Yeah, well, the point is, Paul Martin is probably going to be worse than three or four of those guys. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, I wrote that, like... The, the Barracuda are probably grateful for the extra help just because they've lost Joachim Ryan and Tim Heed. But uh, he's help only in that he's a veteran NHL defenseman, you know? like uh, Yeah, he won't. Like, he's not going to be... There's no guys that are just going to overwhelm him. Like, when they were playing Carolina, like, if Sebastian Aho was coming down the wing, it was just curtains for Paul Martin. But there's, <laughs> there's not really going to be that guy... There's going to be good players who are just chilling in the AHL getting some experience, but there's nobody that's just going to absolutely roast him and make him look silly. Yeah. Um, at least I hope not, because if they do, then there's bigger issues afoot. <laughs> right. Um, so, so yeah, he he definitely can use that conditioning stint. Um, for sure. And, and I, hope it, I hope it works out well for him, to be honest. Um, yeah, because it, then we can trade him. <laughs> it does work into my bold prediction the that oh. Paul Martin would get... Uh, air quotes, mysteriously injured again. <laughs> I got so close. <laughs> he didn't get mysteriously injured, but he... He, he got openly tired. Yeah, <laughs> he got <laughs> taken off the roster in shady circumstances anyway. And it actually, so, like, this is one of those this is one of those moves that, like, you look at it and you're like, Paul Martin going to the HL for conditioning, and you're like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Why did he go there first? Right, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> what? Why didn't this happen a month ago? Um, but then they would have. Well, he was still to... he was still injured a month ago. Shh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, going back to the Canes game, then he was not good in it. I have another text from you that said <laughs> Joe Thornton just absolutely sniped, which is the funniest. Like you read that and you're like, okay, whatever. Like that's just like a normal hockey hockey text, except for the fact that it's Joe Thornton. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that Joe Thornton's just been like he gets the puck on the half wall, kind of skates towards the dot, and is like. Yeah, whatever. I'm just gonna shoot this thing. Yeah, you know your team is frustrated with their offense when they're like when Joe Thornton is like, oh, God damn it, I have to shoot this puck. Like, <laughs> I hope I hope it's like a middle age crisis thing. Like, he's 38. He's nearing the end. He's like, you know what? What am I gonna do? I'm just gonna start shooting. Screw it. <laughs> I've already got enough assists. I'm just gonna start ripping pucks at net. You know what? I'm kind of over passing. <laughs> Except we say that, <laughs> and then in the minute. Except in the Minnesota game, there was a pass. I think it was on the power play. He was looking. He was, like, kind of skating into the slot area, like, that where he normally is. And he was looking down to the corner at, like, Logan Couture. And he blindly passed to the other side. And it was tape to tape. And the guy scored. It was ridiculous. <laughs> he wasn't even looking. Like, I don't know how he saw this guy or knew that he was there. But it was a perfect ripped pass, tape to tape. And he was not looking. I watched it, like, five times. <laughs> He is, he's incredible. He amazes me at 38 years old. I yeah. want to be Joe Thornton when I get older. <laughs> um, the next text from you is, Barkley Gaudreau just scored a shorty uh, to tie it 4-4. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so this is at the point in the game where I was like, okay, the Sharks kind of semi-came back. They haven't played well, but they're just going to fall just short. And then they scored again, and it was very confusing to me. It was So it was 3 nothing. then it was 3-1, then it was 4-1. Then it was 4-2 after 2. Then Logan Couture scored in the power play, and then Barkley Goodrow scored with 8 minutes left. All very confusing events happened. This is the first time ever that they scored two shorties and two power play goals in the same game. <clears throat> and those goal scorers were Melker Carlson, Joe Thornton, Logan Couture, and Barkley Goodrow. <laughs> Not Patrick Marlowe, Owen Nolan, Joe Thornton, and uh, Dan Boyle. No, 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 no. The law offices of Goodrow, Tierney, and Carlson showed up. <laughs> also, if you want to dig deeper, because this game is just mind-blowing, the assists were Tierney, DeMello and Hurdle, Burns and Thornton, Yannick freaking Hansen, and Joachim Ryan. <laughs> what is happening to this team? <laughs> so somehow, with 12 minutes left in the game, there was a shorthanded lineup of Barkley, Goodrow, Yannick, Hansen, Joachim, Ryan, and another mystery defenseman on the ice. Right. Who is sending that out to kill penalties? 
Why, Pete? <sighs> I mean, it worked. Good for you. But, I mean, causation does not equal correlation or whatever Janet Yellen always says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just confusing. That game, that game from, like, I think I tweeted later. It's a bit, I think I tweeted the next day, and I was like, it's been eight hours since the Sharks won the game, and I still don't know how it happened. Yeah. Like, I have zero, zero idea how they came back and won that game. It was crazy. And the bigger, I believe I sent you a text that said something along the lines of, this is no longer a Brent Burns-friendly podcast. Yes. Um, actually, I think that was during the, I want to say that was the Minnesota game, but I could be wrong. Well, it carries over to all three games. Yeah. Brent Burns has been awful. So I know he scored the overtime goal, and it was a great goal because, okay, first of all, Pete DeBoer, stop sending out Joe Pavelski, Joe Thornton, and Brent Burns in overtime. <laughs> the only possible way that works is if nobody else touches the puck besides the Sharks. As soon as they turn it over to anybody, it's probably game over. Yeah. They're, they're just not fast enough, and it's three on three. The rink is 195 feet long. Do you think Joe Thornton is skating a blistering four-second pace? No. <laughs> No, he moves so slow. No offense to Joe, but you've always been slow. You're going to be slow. You're old. And somehow, you have a knee injury. Somehow. Somehow. That they scored. worked. Yeah. It was a great play. It was like 20 seconds in, so they won the draw. They kind of gained the zone. Thornton passed it over to Pavelski, and then as he passed it over, Brent Burns kind of wheeled in from the left point uh, and beat his guy, and... Pavelski laid a perfect little saucer pass on his tape. He went through the wickets. Game over. Everybody lost their mind over Brent Burns. Brent Burns played like garbage. Yeah. Like he he's actually a liability on the ice a lot of times right now. Yeah. Um. Something needs to happen there. I don't know. I just like I made the joke that Brent Burns hasn't played like his usual Brent Burns. Cough. He got paid. He got paid. Cough. <laughs> like the guy's making bank now, which happens in the NBA a lot. Guys get paid, then they suck. But yeah. it just seems like if he's not scoring 75 points a season, his lack of defense, and he's not the worst defender, but his lack of defensive shutdownness really hinders and really exposes the fact that he's a dynamite offensive player, and if that's not there, what is he doing? Right. Because if he, if he played left wing and he wasn't scoring, we could be like, all right, he's just going through a drought. He's not really going to hurt you, but when he's your defenseman and he's leaving – well, in this game, freaking Paul Martin back on two-on-ones, like, it's, it's not good. Um, I believe this is the game where he took out Jones and they scored. That might have been the Minnesota no, game. It's all was, kind of yeah, a blur. Minnesota. It's all kind of a blur. I think. Yeah, it looks like it was Minnesota. Yeah, me. so in the, not to jump ahead, but in the Minnesota game, he forayed into the offensive zone, which is fine. But he had to cover back. He finally got back, came in. He drove, went to the net to cover, I guess, and he hit Martin Jones and knocked him down, and he fell down. Minnesota, Ryan Suter just skated around the net, passed it to the open guy standing in front, and he tapped it in, and yeah. Brent Burns is lying on his back. Like, It's just stuff like that that's very frustrating because he's getting paid $8 million a year. Right. If this was Tim Heed doing that, I'd be like, well, he makes $700,000 a year, find a new one. But you're not. <laughs> and the fact that every single time Brent Burns touches the puck in the offensive zone, it's a shot on net, is supremely frustrating. Yes. That's my rant We could maybe... <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. Uh, we have too many defensemen, and Brent Burns is bad at defense. So let's just move him to forward. Let's see what happens there. <laughs> you know, this like, again. I, here's the thing: <laughs> I say this as a joke, but like, and I, I, you know, I don't think it'll fix everyone's problems. But like, I, something, just anything that can. Uh, it just seems like. Brent Burns. Brent Burns knows he's not scoring and he's not putting up the pace that he was putting up last year and to warrant $8 million. So he's squeezing the stick too hard and he's trying to score so badly. Yeah. Yeah. And he just and, can't do that. And I think, he, well, at least I've noticed too that Brent Burns isn't out there the way that he was last year. And I don't mean like on the ice. I mean like you, like Brent Burns isn't talking to the media. Um, he isn't all over the place, being his goofy self, something is up. <laughs> like, like just something is up with Brent Burns this year, and I can't. I don't know what it is, and I can't. I'm I, not going to speculate would... on what it is, but he knows something is wrong. And, I don't want to speculate. Think he he will, like go, go for it. You speculate. <laughs> no, no, not to cut you off, but I no, think it might just it. be he knows he's bad right now. <laughs> it's in his head. You know what I mean? Like he knows like. I don't have any goals, or I have one goal. I should have way more. Right. Yeah, and I think that might be in his head. 
you don't want to talk about having the yips when you have the yips. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like when you, it's literally like when you have the hiccups, and as soon as someone else notices, you can't stop hiccuping, you're like, <laughs> it's never yeah, gonna go so away. <laughs> that that could be the reason. We could be totally wrong, and maybe he's just kind of shitty and had one good year. Who knows? I mean, he had more than one good year, but... He had one one Norris caliber year because the Norris is just the point machine award now. Yeah, it uh, wasn't the year that he won the Norris. Yeah, it was last year. No, it was the year before that he had the Norris year. <laughs> I mean, like the Norris caliber year. I think he got the Norris last year to make up for the fact that he should have gotten it two years ago. Well, he he did lead the lead defenseman in points last year. Yeah, so. well, yeah. But he also slumped hard. Oh, yeah. And, like, Maybe the, he's just reverse slumping. Maybe he's doing yeah, the opposite fair. of last year. Like, Maybe he'll be yeah. good at the end. That's fair point. Because, yeah, I think he was more consistent two years ago is more my point. Like, he was oh, good yeah, he definitely was way more consistent. Through the whole year two years ago, and he should have gotten the Norris that year. Because the Norris isn't based... It's, I mean, it's given now, really, to you know whoever has the most points. But um, it's just the best defenseman in the league. I mean, that's what the Which, trophy is. It, like, it, it's... If it's the same argument for like the heart and stuff like that, if it was truly the best defenseman, Eric Carlson would win it for like every year until he right. retired, or he got bad. But like, they don't, and there's voter fatigue and stuff like that. So, Eric Carlson only having two Nori, one Nori, I forget. But him I having like that, that low, we're, we're pluralizing things like this now. That's yeah, of course, <laughs> the Nori. But him having that low a number is criminal. Um, so they do the thing too, where like. Drew Doughty won, and it's like the memorial. Hey, you've been good for a couple of years. Have a memorial yeah, trophy. Right. So, but then you look at, like, shutdown defensemen never win that award despite be carrying their team in defense, you know? so Yeah, like yeah, like, like Roman Josie and Shea Weber back in the day and Vlasic and stuff like that. These are guys that... Jared if this was Yeah, if, these, if this was 1985, they would have won the award, right? Yeah. Because, um, like, Rod Langway won three Norrises, four, something like that, and he scored, like, literally seven points a year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, um, it's it's kind of weird where it's at, but, I mean, the thing is, like, Carlson is the best defenseman in the league. He's actually really good at defense, and he's obviously an offensive force. So, Brenburn's winning was great, but, I mean, there's obviously something wrong with him now, and he needs to fix that because it's very, very much becoming a liability. Yes. Speaking of Carlson, we can go into the Suns game. Uh, oh, yeah. What a segue. Yeah. Uh, the Senators are bad at hockey. Oh, they're so bad. Yep. Um, so that's why we put Aaron Dell out there. <laughs> we were not afraid. And he destroyed. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, they crushed 5 nothing. It was like a slaughterhouse. I think they had, they had 50 shots on net. Yeah. They had something like 65 directed at net or some insane number. But, yeah, they put 50 shots on net. They won 5 nothing. Ottawa sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan DeMello in that game, let's just uh, – he's not good, right? Like, we all feel he, this. Uh, it's sad because we all had hope that – Dylan was going to be good, and he was the guy that never got his chance. He was going to step in, be good, and he stepped in and is should be stepping out. <laughs> yes. I mean, he also got hurt in that game, so, like, you feel bad. Um, his face got all messed up. But, um, he, he's just... Yikes. Why can't we just have a world where we have Vlasic, Braun, Dylan, Burns, Heed, Ryan... Right, I know, right. Why is that not the life that we Or make? if you want to move Dylan back to with Heed and put Ryan with Burns, sure. Why can't we just have those six guys doing stuff? Yeah. Why was Dylan DeMello out? Oh, wait, no, this was... I'm thinking of the other game. I was going to say, why was Dylan DeMello out in overtime, but that was in Minnesota. Um, I'm just, I'm so, Good question. <laughs> I'm so stuck on the Dylan DeMello's bad at hockey that I'm mixing up my games here, but... God. <laughs> what? So, so, I think the overarching thesis of these games is that they came back in 1-5-4, they won 5 nothing, lost 4-3 in overtime. They didn't play good outside of the Ottawa game, and Ottawa's horrendous, so, I mean, thank God they played good, but... Well, it's they didn't to look good against a bad team. Yeah, exactly. Like those, if you want to be good, those are the teams you have to beat. Yeah. You just have to beat those teams, and they beat them soundly. They beat them like a drum, whatever analogy you want. The other two games, they look like poo-poo the whole time. They just happened to win one and go to overtime in the other. They took five points in a weekend they should have had two. Yeah. Yeah. 
And why was Dylan DeMello out in overtime in Minnesota? Yeah, well, <laughs> we can just, I mean, there's not much to say about the Senators game, so we'll just skip to Minnesota. Why? Why did that happen? Yeah, yeah he turned it over, I believe, too, and then Hurdle kind of turned it over, too, and it led to the goal. Um, yeah. yeah. What the hell was that trip. lineup? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like, where was, like, just roll out what? some f- faster dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I just want to talk to Pete DeBoer. Like, that's, I'm not mad. I just want to talk. Um, Who hurt you, Pete? What are you doing with overtime because you thought that JoJo and Brent Burns was a good idea? And then the next Twice now, time three you games. Go into overtime, you put out Dylan DeMello. Why? Well, the jo- the JoJo and Brent thing, he's done that three games in a row now. Stop it. He started what? the overtime with it three times. <laughs> Why can't you go Pavelski, Couture, Burns, Thornton, who's fast? LeBanc. Pick a fast guy. LeBanc. Sure, LeBanc and Vlasic. Then if you want to roll again, go like Hurdle, Hurdle. Couture, and... Braun. I don't know. Look at that. I just thought of three <laughs> things off the top of my head that are better Tim than Heed, freaking put Dylan DeMello. Tim Heed out in overtime. Tim Heed was back for this game, right? Put team, Tim Heed out there. Like, God. Yeah. Do that. Carlson. Do something. Carlson is serviceable in overtime. Like, Yeah, I want some Carlson on Carlson crime. <laughs> like, this just is Minnesota, do something. But, uh, Whatever. Like, yeah, I'm like, so angry. <laughs> It's just... Uh. For the record, I watched two of these games and didn't watch the Ottawa game, and I'm just confusing them all because it was such a frustrating watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about with this Minnesota game is Alex Stalock and how I thought... Here's the thing. I thought that uh, the Sharks were absolutely going to light up Alex Stalock. No, it's the backup rule against the Sharks. I know. That's the thing. It's like the backup rule, but... Um, Minnesota's defense, not great. So I just, I had a feeling. Plus, I thought for some reason, I oh, um, on the score, it said that uh, Jared Spurgeon was out. And I can't remember if he actually played or not. Um, but I, I would have to look it up, and I just don't want to. But, like, it, I was going in thinking, okay, if they're not going to have Jared Spurgeon, then, like, there's just no way. Their defense is garbage. Like, Alex Stalock is going to be embarrassed. You're really out on the center. Minnesota defense, eh? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like it's, Suter, Spurgeon, Dumba. Suter has no business playing like 27 minutes a night, and I don't understand why. He, like, they're still Ryan, so Ryan Suter should have won like two Norrises in his stuck career. Stuck on that. Uh, yeah. He's, speaking of the sh- speaking of the shutdown guy that never gets recognized, that guy was really good for a long time. Yes, and now he's old and still playing the most minutes, and it's like, uh, huh. what are you what are you doing there, buds? Like, oh god. Um, yeah, so Minnesota's defense, too, they lost, um, they lost Marco Scandella, who was the better half of the Scandella-Dumba pairing, like, very quietly, and then... Ooh, Matt, hot take. They, here's the thing, they've been, uh, D-partners since they were in I- Iowa together. There was a whole group of guys that all came up from, first they were in Houston, and the Houston Arrows, and then they came up through Iowa when the, their AHL team moved, um, and they all came up together, that included, like, Charlie Coyle, Jason Zucker, um... Darcy Kemper, Jonas Brodine, um, I don't know, there's a whole bunch of them, uh, Christian Folan, and then, uh, obviously Dumba and Scandella, and so they've been D-partners literally forever, and I think Marco Scandella very quietly was, uh, holding that pairing down, because with him gone, Matt Dumba has been garbage. Did I say Scandella? I meant, I don't know, anyway. But yeah, Scandella uh, being gone has has severely damaged uh, Matt Dumba's game, and so yeah, I just I don't think that their defense is great. They also lost Christian Folan, I believe he's now with um, the LA Kings. Um, so they didn't um, build a lot in this off season, and uh, no, they're not in the playoffs. Yeah, now they're bad. They were like projected to do so well this year, like they were. <sighs> Projected top of the central in nearly every model, and nope. Not mine. <laughs> I'm smarter than you, computer you boys. A, you don't have a real model. It's not a model. You're just guessing. Yeah, the model uh, is my body. It's a yeah. skater's body. Drink it in. Yeah, so 
I just, like, they didn't improve their forward group at all. I really thought that the Sharks had this one, and, like... <sighs> nope. No. It's So, in the third period, I watched this game, the Sharks, if the Sharks would have played, if the Sharks would just play every game like they played the third period of this game, god damn it, they would be so good. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah. They're slow starters. I don't know what they're doing. And then they just take their foot off the gas. If they just overwhelm people, they will win a lot more games. They can be overwhelming. They have decent depth. They yeah. have high-end talent. Like, Joe Thornton's still really good. If you're overwhelming guys and the guys are getting tired, Joe Thornton can go to work. Like, yeah. there's, there's the ability is there, but I don't know why they don't. I just don't understand. They should, should just overwhelm teams and wear them down and stuff like that. And they used to do that. And when they went to the cup finals, they beat the pants off the LA Kings by skating around them and just wearing them down and being faster. And they just don't do that anymore. Ah, oh, it's frustrating. It was so frustrating <laughs> watching these stupid games on the weekend. And I didn't even watch the Ottawa game. Nobody in Ottawa watched that game either. They don't have fans. Yeah, Move them to um, Quebec. I feel like... The, there's a huge issue with consistency with this team. And not even just like game to game, I mean period to period. They are not coming out as the same team every single period. And it's very frustrating. They are like 2015 Dallas Starsing this season. And like, <laughs> it's just not. You mean, you mean they're 2015 their own season when they missed the playoffs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think they were, like, consistent. They were just consistently bad in that season. They're, like, they'll play, come out, play, like, one really good period, and then the next period you're, like, ah. Uh, yeah, who, it's, it's just so... <laughs> like, it's just so annoying. Yeah, it's very frustrating. And it's, like, they get, they get down, and they're, like, oh, shit, we better try, and they try, and they win, and they're, like, all right, that worked. And that's the thing, and it leaves... <coughs> as a fan, it leaves very little room for me to be realistically pessimistic about this team because I'm sitting here like, hey guys, they're actually good. And everyone's like, oh, actually they're winning and they scored 13 goals this week. So, you know, eat it. And I'm like, uh, they're still not good. <laughs> like, it's just frustrating. I want to be like, I want more, um, data to back. I want more back. efforts. I want, I want more <laughs> efforts like the third period of Minnesota. <laughs> yes. Um, and if they're going to be bad, they need to commit to being bad so that I can feel justified when I say, hey, guys, the Sharks aren't that great. Maybe they're that weird team that's, like, pretty inconsistent and they get in the playoffs and they just go wild, a la, a la the LA Kings. That's my hope. <laughs> here's, here's hoping. I guess, oh, speaking of Alex Stalog before we leave, did you see him get undressed by Johnny Godro? No. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's boner time in this household. <laughs> It's it's crazy. After we're done, I'll send it to you. It's gonna it's it's wild. It's hilarious. Awesome, Alex Daylock. You're not good. How did you win that game? No, he's not. Also, respect for coming back from that crazy knee injury. But still, you're not good. You're not on the we're team like, anymore. We're like really good at uh, transitions here because speaking of Johnny Gaudreau, uh, we're playing Calgary next. Mr. Hockey. Yeah. No, wait. Sure. What's his name? Johnny Hockey. I Johnny apologies Hockey. to the apologies to the Howe family. Mr. Hockey is Gordy Howe. Rest in peace. Yes. Uh, I meant John Johnny Hockey. Jonathan Ice Hockey. Yes. <laughs> that makes him sound even more American. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jonathan Ice Hockey. <laughs> Jonathan Ice Hockey. This uh, is my sister, yes. John, uh, Jesse Field Hockey. <laughs> Stop it. Um, yeah. So Johnny Ice Hockey and the Flames and crew. Probably not Yager, right? He's still injured. I don't know. I don't pay attention uh, to Calgary. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> What's Yager doing with his life? I don't know. Um, Banging 18-year-olds. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. I always appreciate seeing Yager and Hurdle on the ice at the same time. I don't know. It's just... You know that's his hero, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's what, you know. It's and like, it was so disappointing oh. <laughs> that Dustin Brown, the goon that he is... I hope Dustin Brown gets no achievements in life. He should never be in the Hall of Fame. He should never be considered a good player. He should never be considered a King's legend. Because he's a dirty, 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 dirty son of a bitch. He's awful. He's the exact wrong type of player. Where he's good enough yeah. that he can get away from it. Yeah, that no, he can like hide the fact that he's annoying and dirty. Oh, it's so frustrating. But when he took out Hurdle's knee injury for no other reason than he wanted to ruin somebody else's livelihood... Um, Hurdle missed out on playing at the Olympics that year with Yager on the same team. Um, and the plan was for Hurdle and Yager to play on the same line because that's Hurdle's idol and it would have been Aww. crazy business. I know. Poor Hurdle. Yeah. So, yeah, I like seeing them on the ice together. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if Yager's still injured. I can probably look that up. Yeah, so the Flames are... The Flames are okay. They're not... 
Are they? They're, Last I knew, they were bad. Like well, they, they're fourth in the Pacific. They're fourth in the Pacific. Yeah, but it's the Pacific. <laughs> yeah, San Jose's third. So San Jose has thirty-two, thirty-five points. Oh, Calgary also has thirty-five points. Dang. But two games in hand. San Jose is sixteen, ten, and three, and Calgary is sixteen, twelve, and three. Yager is still on IR according to the score, which is not always super accurate, but. I just found a cool stat on the score. Average height of the Sharks is 6'1", and average weight is 201.8 pounds. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, but anyway. Stack up against the Flames. Let's hold on. Let's uh, compare the, how tail of the, tail of the tape. Tail of the tape. So the Sharks are 6'1". Uh, the Calgary Flames are 6'2", so pretty even there. Uh, the Sharks are 201.8, and the Flames are 199. So they're the Flames, the flames are also older. A little leaner. <laughs> yeah, and the Flames older. are older. They're they're twenty seven point four average age, and Sharks are twenty seven point two. Huh, very interesting. Yeah, I think the the Sharks the Sharks should beat the Flames. The Flames aren't the Flames ain't shit. Yeah, I agree. They have one good D pair on paper. The Flames defense should be unreal. It's not. They have one good D pair. That's it. And then they have the Johnny Hockey lineup, the ice like rink um, line. Those are the words. And Monahan, and that's it. Like they're they're like. Yeah. They have one really, really good forward line, one really, really good defensive line. The rest is kind of mad. Mike Smith is whatever. Yeah. Yep. He started out bad, went on a super hot streak, and has kind of cooled off a little bit. So, And that's apparently who the Sharks are getting. And allegedly, our boy rolling in the crease there, Aaron Dell, is back at net. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> rolling in the crease. I appreciate that. That was good. Um, I have so much Aaron Dell, Adele mashup fanfic. I need to post it for the for the audiences. So... God, we are killing it on transitions. And I'm going to keep this in here because I want everyone to know that we are so good at transitions here. So Aaron Dell's playing in Calgary because he's from Calgary. Um, and also that's a back-to-back. The next night is in Vancouver where Martin Jones will be playing because he's from Vancouver. So they're they're getting their little hometown starts. And then it also helps them to rest on a back-to-back like that. It, this is fine. I like that this is the year that Pete DeBoer's finally like, hmm, maybe I should rest Aaron Jones on the back-to-backs, and he's done it every single time. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. So remember last time they played Vancouver, and I was like, nah, they're going to crush them, and they did? Yeah, respect me. Yeah, but that game was garbage. <laughs> that game was so, like, whatever. Uh, they, don't, yeah. they, they, don't, they don't ask how, they ask how many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, um, that was what, the 5-1 game? Was, was it 5-1, or did they? No, they shut him out. It was 5-0, right? Oh, yeah. I prepared. It was good games. times. Uh, Do you think Nikolai Goldobin's going to play in that game? Wasn't he, like, was something going on the last time where he didn't, he was going to get called up and he didn't, I don't remember. I should something like that, but he got called out by some random clown on TSN today. Did he? Yeah, it was, like, Gary Galley, who was just a f- giant blowhard. Um, he went full hockey speak and basically is like, San Jose's got a good organization down there, and I don't think they're just trading away the next Pavel Bure for a rental on Yannick Hansen. Nikolai Goldobin has, uh, at times, off-the-ice issues and work ethic issues, and he just doesn't have that rip-it mentality. Jesus. What out the hell do any of those words mean, you clown? Uh, Vancouver media is horrible. Like, they're not as bad as... Um, Toronto. Yeah, well, Toronto and Edmonton. M- Montreal. Uh, oh, Edm- Edmonton, I'm going to say it right now, Mark Spector, you're an idiot. Uh, yes. like, <laughs> did he wow. really try to, uh, did you ever play hockey Freaking To Justin Bourne. Yeah. <laughs> so Seriously? for people who don't know, Justin Bourne posted that he doesn't like the Deke backhand five-hole move because it doesn't work in today's NHL. Uh, he says there's better moves. And Mark Spector was like, and how did you score the majority of your NHL goals? <laughs> he got dragged on Twitter and... Just to put it out there, Justin Bourne is the son of Bob Bourne, who was on the Islanders dynasty in the uh, 80s and is like an Islanders legend who was really good. And then Justin Bourne played NCAA hockey, AHL hockey, and then coached in one of those leagues as well. Yes. And was most recently with the Marlies as some sort of scout stats guy kind of thing, and then he left to join the media again. Justin Bourne knows his hockey. Just because right. he didn't play in the NHL, he knows. And then Mark Spector walked it back, was like, oh, I didn't know who Justin Bourne was, and once I checked, I apologize. Give me a break. It's 2017, and you're complaining every day on Twitter that you don't want the Athletic to take all the jobs and how bad they are, and their main hockey guy is Justin Bourne, you don't know who he is? Like, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, I can't wait till these old guys retire. Him, Dave Staples. Yeah. Dave Staples wants you to pee in sinks. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, 
Tyler Dello tweeted, man, these lines are really bad at BMO. Guess I got to pee and pee <laughs> at these urinals and posted a picture of the sink. Oh, it's awesome. Amazing. Like, and I know, I know for a fact that they don't listen to this pod, so whatever. Send yeah. it to them, <laughs> everybody. Uh, Vancouver media is bad in a different way. They're not bad in, like, the, the way that, like, Spectre and Staples, like, they, for some reason, will praise Chris Russell nonstop and tear down Connor McDavid and stuff like that. Like, Vancouver media is not like that, but they, they're traditional Canadian hockey at the same time, you know? Um, which sounds weird coming from me, an American, but... I'll, I'll say it for credibility. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, just the difference uh, I feel, you know, reading, because I kind of cover both teams, um, and when I'm dealing with, like, Sharks Media versus Canucks Media, there's just, it's a very stark difference in how they talk about players, how they talk about drafting, um, what they look for as far as qualities and players and stuff. It's, it is very different. It's, um, it's life or death here. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, they are Basically. so quick to call someone a bust. And part of that too is that Vancouver has just been so bad for so long that it's really easy to be like, oh, well, we made another mistake. Uh, so <laughs> it, they're Well, so I mean, they quick. did draft Jake Vertanen, so... Yeah, they're really quick to jump and be like, oh, well, this player's a bust when uh, any other team would be like, uh, the dude like just came out of the womb. Like, let him bake yeah. a little bit and things will be Vancouver's fine. Vancouver's good at that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, Van- Vancouver's actually kind of spoiled right now because they have Bozier and Horvat, um, yes. which is quite nice. And then they have Ollie Jewel-Levy uh, in Finland marinating. Um, Vertanen, I think he sucks. He may turn out to be something. So they have some nice younger guys that are kind of coming up, and I think that you're going to start seeing their tone change. Um, I think once the Sedins leave, then you'll see... Yeah. The tone change, but it, yeah, it's life or it's life or death in the Canadian market as per usual. And like like the Bruins for a long time, what they've gotten criticized for is denying that they're they need to racist or <laughs> no, not where I was going with this. Uh, that they that they need to rebuild. That they they're always just like, oh, we just need to change a few key pieces and we can get back to being able to compete. And they never quite get there. Vancouver will like pretend they're rebuilding and then be like oh we fixed it and because they're good for like nine games and then they're like yeah never mind (laughs) we're taking again (laughs) whoops you know so it's like uh, yeah it's just i can understand the frustration from fans on all of that but isn't bo horvat is injured on the ir yeah praise 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 the lord that's um very convenient very convenient timing (laughs) Uh, Vancouver's Vancouver's not the greatest team right now. Let me pull out the tail of the tape here. They are 14, 13, and 4. Um, so they're not actually too far behind San Jose, but I mean the Pacific shitty. Yeah. They're, 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 they started out hot. They were good. They're kind of falling back into where I thought they would be. San Jose should handle business. The, the next game's against Edmonton. Like They should handle the Western Conference business, Western Canada business here. Yeah. Uh, Edmonton has been just... Uh, the thing is, I think hockey is more enjoyable when Edmonton is bad. I, <laughs> like, just personally, I have so much more fun when Edmonton is not good. Like, it's But just, the problem with Edmonton being bad is that they're going to get another really good pick this year. And eventually yeah, they will just and work. Peter Chiarelli is going to trade it away, so like... Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's the only the only man able to ruin Connor McDavid's <laughs> career, Pete Trelli. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not worried. I don't care if they get a, a good draft pick because whatever, uh, it's not going to matter in like three years. So I just I I personally have a better time when uh, Edmonton. Did is you? Not good. Fun fact for everybody, all our American listeners, I don't know if you know this. So the airport in Edmonton is actually outside of the city, as a lot of airports are. Um, so when you land, you drive up the highway to come to Edmonton. It says, welcome to Edmonton, the city of champions. <laughs> I'm not even joking you one bit. <laughs> they, love their, they love their 1980s Gretzky Cups so much, and it was a good sign for a while, but boy, that has not aged. Oh. Yeah, I, I've seen it. I've been to Edmonton. Um, Calgary's better. Shout out to Calgary. Uh, but, yeah, it says City of Champions, and it makes me laugh every single time. It's the same principle as when you walk into the ACC and you sit down and you look up and you look at their Stanley Cup banners and it stops at 1967. 
And then you, and then you turn to the leaf end next to you and say, what happened? And then they get all pissy and then go buy $18 beers. This is a total subject change, but you said Calgary and um, you pronounced it like that. Uh, have we ever talked about how Logan Couture says Calgary? Does he say Calgary? He does, and I hate it. He also says Detroit. Detroit, like, that's how you're supposed to say Detroit. No, no. As a Michigander, I'm, like, so offended. Like, I hear Detroit, and I'm like, ugh. Like, ugh. Ah, why? Well, technically, technically, it's French, so it should be Detroit. Well, yes. Yeah, like, if you're gonna go full pretentious, like, sure. Do Detroit. But if you're, like just casually saying Detroit Detroit you're like putting a random Y in there and I hate it it's awful a, a lot of people a lot of people in Canada say Detroit oh that's ugly it's not it's not an uncommon pronunciation <laughs> I hate it and then Calgary yeah that uh, Calgary's Calgary is a good one Calgary every, uh, uh, he got made fun of on some podca- podcast for doing that I don't remember if it was I don't think it was pardon my take but I don't remember anyway he got roasted for it and I was like that's justice oh no it was cabby it was with Cabby. Cabby made fun of him for it, and I was like, "Thank you for doing the Lord's work." <laughs> him and Cabby are him and Cabby are friends, so that's good for him. I was hoping it was not a shitty barstool presentation. Yeah, no. Uh, he's actually friends with the barstool guys too. I hate of course him. he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the games Vancouver. Whoops, rewind. Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton. The Sharks need to handle some business. They can handle these businesses. You have to worry about Connor McDavid just absolutely going Super Saiyan and scoring four goals, but at the same time, that's their only good line. They have Leon Dreisaitl, whatever. The problem with McDavid line now is that Todd McClellan, bless his heart, he's a crappy coach now, he finally figured out that you should put Jesse Puliu Yarvi with good players. <laughs> so last year he stuck him with like Imagine. Drake Drake Kajula and Mark Latestu and Patrick Maroon and Ev- Matt You're Benning. Right. And if you've never heard of these guys... That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jesse Pugliarevi is a big Finnish kid who's like 18 last year and needs like some help transitioning. Yeah, he's got Maybe, a big head. But um, face. It's but just like... they finally put him with McDavid and he's got like five points in his last six games and everybody's like, whoa, McDavid or Pugliarevi having his breakout. No shit, guys. No just, shit. Every time I think about Pugliarevi's face, like I just imagine he's that kid that is always like like when you're like oh what's like your secret skill or whatever when you have to do like introduction games he's always like I can put my fist in my mouth and everyone's like yeah I, I don't doubt that <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't need to see it and he's already got his fist in his mouth and he's like whoa <laughs> like, like huh. no one doubted you <laughs> Jesse Puglia good at fisting <laughs> stop <laughs> good for him so right. should we do some should we do some bold predictions for the three games Sure. Oh, do you have one on deck? Uh, I'm thinking. Wait, let's do okay. points. How many points do you think they're going to get? Let's do that six. first. Yeah, I'm, six. Yeah, I'm going six as well. Where's my thing? BST poll predictions. Um, so last week you said four. Uh, I said six, and we split the middle. Yeah, they got five. Um, I'm going to yeah. have a little faith, and I'm going to say full six. I think they do, too. Are, they're all on the road, correct? Yes. So I think there's, a, I mean, you got a back-to-back, but we're going to have a rested goalie. I think there's a chance they could lose against Edmonton just because Connor McDavid is the determining factor in that game, whether or not we win or lose. But I, I'm still, I'm going to say six. Why not? Uh, I'm going to say it. Yeah. I have faith in the. I have faith in the boys. Um, they so better. Bold, they better. Bold predictions. Jonas Donskoy hat trick. Ooh, I like it. Yep. Dawn Father hat trick. Yes. He comes back and just lights him up. I'm not going to say which team. I would love it if it were against Edmonton, but I'm just gonna, he's going to get a hat trick this week. I'm going with an O'Regan. Because O'Regan, so uh, O'Regan, O'Regan? What is it? Danny O'Regan? He's my O'Regan? boy, Danny O'Regs. Yeah, O'Regan. So it's not like, it's not like Ronald Reagan. It's There's not O'Regan. an A in there. It's R-E-G-A-N, oh. yeah. Oh, I've been spelling it wrong my entire life. Yeah, it's R-E-G. Whoops. Yeah, it's like Oregon with an A. If there, um, if there was an A in there, it would be Reagan, but it's, yeah. It's yeah, it's like, Oregon. It's, it's like Oregon with an A. Yeah. Or oregano oh. with no O. Anyway, I digress. Um, 
I'm going to go, because he's supposed to be getting an extended look now. It's uh, They talked about like grabbing the yes. bull by the horns and other hockey speak. My boy. Go forth, go forth and conquer, Danny O'Regan. I'm going to say he gets five points. Damn. Okay. Over the three games. He still hasn't scored a goal this year. so I don't know. I don't care. He's got, what, three he's gonna He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Five All points right. over three games. I All think right. he goes wild. Is he, is he a Western Canadian boy? No. Seems like a... American, I'm pretty sure, right? Okay, I take back my O'Regan position. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> just yeah, kidding. Because he, he went to, I know he went to BU, um, and his, he was like, I think he has dual citizenship, because he was born in Germany, maybe. Oh, I may, nice. Oh, I might be my, making my, this my, pe- my people. I'm, I'm for it. Little, just to make sure that I'm not spreading false information about Danny O'Regan. But I think so, because his dad was playing abroad. Oh, it's like a Danny Heatley situation, where Danny Heatley was born on an army base in Germany? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, born... Did you know uh, that Did you know that my hero in hockey, Owen Nolan, is actually British? He was born in the United Kingdom. Yeah, he was uh, born yeah, in Belfast, so Ireland. Danny O'Regan was born in Berlin, Germany. Yep, um, but he's American. So, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. All right, well, go Danny O'Regan. I think you're going to get five points. Oh, he's I think a Massachusetts he gra- I- boy. That's, yep, he's a, he's a New Englander. Okay. So he eats his clam chowder with cream, not 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 tomato. <laughs> I, it's a clam chowder joke for everybody. <laughs> Jesus. Did you know that there's a difference between New England clam chowder and Manhattan clam chowder? Yes, I did. Yeah, didn't know that until I was way too late in life and I ordered Manhattan clam chowder and thought I was getting a nice cream potato-based soup and got this disgusting tomato-based garbage. Welcome to the United States, Kyle. Yeah, I also ordered an iced tea and got cold freaking tea. But... It's disgusting. The, the word iced is right there. It's, it's right in the, in the name. Iced tea is like nest tea. I want nest tea or no, brisk. No. I don't want I don't want your green tea with tea bags and then cold. Get out of here. I want my country. <laughs> I want them to know what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> go sharks. 